Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what has been happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can text or WhatsApp me to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103 or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com So here is what is coming up tonight. It's all about plays and musicals this evening with Athlone Community College putting on their school musical Beauty and the Beast in the Dean Crow Theatre. Blind Panic is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre and also on the show Awfully Arts Grants 2024 and everything you need to know on how to apply and what is included. I'll have everything for you tonight. But to start the show we're heading to Mount Melek as Mount Melek Makra is at it again with another hilarious comedy. So brace yourselves for Mammy's Boy by Jimmy Carey. It's a three-act comedy that's packed with a plot so relatable, it'll have you laughing till your sides ache. And here to tell us all about it is director Anne-Claire Reynolds. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Shannon, for having me. So tell me, why Mama's Boy? What stirred you towards this play? Um, well, when I put out the text to our mock members, um, we got a huge response. So I was looking for a play that had a you know, big cast. So I went to Jimmy because I'd gone to him before and he sent me on three plays and we had some read-throughs of the three plays and then we decided on Mammy's Boy. Um, we have a cast of 11, so it's quite a big cast for um, any play and especially for a comedy because so many ins and outs. So what is Mammy's Boy? What's the plot to it? So... Um, Huey is Mammy's boy and he comes back a bit like the prodigal son and he doesn't get a warm reception from his sister who he has abandoned for the last two years and he hasn't even been in touch with anybody. And he comes back with his girlfriend and then lo and behold, a few days later, his wife shows up. So it's hysterical from the point of view of we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, he has a He's cunning in his ways. He has his sights on his mammy's farm even though he hasn't been around for the last two years and Betty has been doing all the hard slog and um, so himself and Bernie his girlfriend that's their their plot the plan and we see how it unfolds it sounds intriguing yeah yeah no it's very funny and um, it, we've had a lot of fun at rehearsals and we've been laughing ourselves so hopefully the audience will take it to another level when there's a group watching it you know and so tell me about how was it casting for this? What was it like um, trying to find the right individual for the, the main characters and that? Well, this time of year in Mokra is quite busy. Um, just before, I suppose, you know, springtime, everything is a lull at the minute. So um, there's various sports and competitions and we have a badminton club in our hall as well. So even tonight we have to rehearse somewhere else because there's a badminton match on in our hall. So when I put out the text, it was who's interested, who's available and who can commit really. And we had a two month schedule because there are other competitions starting in December and into January that are very time consuming. And obviously people don't, you know, don't want to be burnt out. So I had a very enthusiastic group of, we'll say nine, and then we pushed it to 11. And um, yeah, that's how we kind of cast it. It was, it was who was interested, who was around, who was available and who was committed. 
And it's nice so to know that those 11 there that are going to be in the show are committed to it. Yeah, and there's a huge range in ages. You know, um, we have someone doing their leaving search right up to someone in their 70s. So, like, the, the cast is very diverse. and But we all, you know, it's, it's, we all get on great, which is good. Now, you were saying a little earlier that rehearsals, you've just been having a great time and laughing at rehearsals. How has it been from when you first got the script to where it is now? Well, I oh, when so everyone is off script now at the minute, thankfully, with a week to go. Um, so I suppose putting in the actions now and there's quite a few, say, costume on purpose malfunctions and, um, <laughs> you know, it's all that comical, you know, some someone dropping their trousers and seeing their long johns, somebody else, you know, trying to pull on a coat, pull off a coat. So you're getting all that little, you know, extra visual comedy rather than just the lines, which the lines, are, you know, Jimmy has a great way with words. I mean, this is the third play we've done and I've seen at least three or four of his other plays around the country. So, um, and he has been really accommodating because we even wrote in a few little pieces and we ran it past him just to, you know, because there was such a big cast and just to give everyone enough lines that they were happy. And um, he has come to see our last play. So hopefully he'll be able, available to come next week to see our plays. So he's in Westmead. That'd be lovely to have him come down and see what yeah. you guys are going to perform. So there's so many colourful characters. And by what you've said, it's going to be an experience to be there, which will be amazing. But what are the standout moments or what's the one scene that you think the crowd is going to be like? That was the best. Well, Maisie, the mom, is a really strong character and she just has so many lines and she's a walking stick and she's using it, using it, you know, shaking other people. And then she's, you know, basically she's trying to sneak a drop of whiskey in every chance she gets as well. You know, she's just a real mammy sitting in an armchair, like rules the roost, telling everyone what to do. So um, she's just remarkable and exceptional. She And she's been brilliant. She has played um, a lead before in our plays and, um, she's been involved in other dramas as well and that's Gemma Dunphy um, so she's local and uh, that's my standout is her and how she interacts with everyone else how they interact with her Oh I love that it sounds amazing and I mean this is all happening on Thursday the 23rd to Saturday the 25th and 26th in Matmelech Makara Hall so Obviously, it's not not, the, it, not the Friday. Not we're, we're taking a, a break on the Friday because of the toy show. We we said we couldn't compete with that. So, um, yeah. So we're doing the Thursday, the Saturday, and the Sunday night. The toy show. I'm looking forward to it. But tell me about the staging because obviously you have to get it in and out of the hall. How has it been doing all of that up? Yeah. So we're very lucky in our hall that we have like a, a, a huge stage, as in we have you know fabulous resource in our hall that the stage the stage is a fabulous resource in our hall I have um, a great backstage team I have Chris Joyce who's been brilliant he's been all week just has put the say the side wings has you know put them all level at the side that it you know there's no gaps because obviously we wish to wallpaper the set and as it was it was just a performance stage you know for dancing and feshes and people could fl- flying in and out through wings but you can't have that so we have doors now built left and right and um, we have a couch in the hall that we'd purchased for drama. So that's obviously part of Maisie's sitting room. And um, so we're lucky that we have storage in the hall, that everything is kind of there. And then obviously we're bringing in our own little things because it's Christmas time. So we're adding a Christmas feel to the set. That's so nice. There is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to put this together. So it sounds like what you're doing is going to be a great weekend for everyone in Mount Melek. 
yeah, lots of laughs, hopefully. So full houses. Exactly. But as the director, what excites you the most about bringing this play to the stage? I think probably just standing side stage in the night and hearing the audience laugh. I mean, that's probably what it's all about, is that you're giving back this, you know, making people laugh is, is really what it's all about. I suppose even if the hall isn't full, if you have an audience of 30 and they're able to laugh versus an audience of 100 that can't, um, you know, that's what, what it's all about. You, you know, you want you want that response. You thrive off that. And that's exactly it. So anyone that's listening that wants to get tickets, where can they go? So we have tickets on the door. Just pay as you as you um, come. I have it in most parish newsletters in um, Leash and Offaly and um, lots of businesses in Malik have been advertising and sharing it on different social media forums. And that's what we hope people will do for the next week for us, just to support us. And it's great. And it's nice to have something like this on for the community, especially to go down over that weekend and just to have a good laugh and enjoy themselves. Yeah, exactly. It really is going to kickstart Christmas the whole weekend. And I love the fact that there is the funny moments in the play with, you know, the long johns coming out and everything as well. So I can only imagine the other parts of the play. So it definitely is going to be worth a laugh. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it. And I wish you the best of luck over Thursday the 23rd, Saturday the 25th and Sunday the 26th in the hall down in Mount Melek. Thank you so, so much. That is absolutely, that was director and Claire Reynolds for Mammy's Boy, which takes place, as I said, the Thursday, the Saturday and the Sunday at 8.15. And tickets are €15 at the door. It is definitely worth heading down. Get all the family over. It's a good excuse to get all together and head down. But next year on Encore, everything you need to know for Awfully Arts Grats 2024. Encore on Midlands 183 thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are back with Shannon Fogarty on Encore here on Midlands 103 and applications are now open for the Offaly Arts Grant 2024 including the Arts Axe Grants, the Festival Arts Scheme and the Professional Artist Support Award. And here to explain each and every one of them and what you need to apply is Dr Sally O'Leary who is an Arts Officer with Offaly County Council. Thank you so much for coming on. That's my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. So talk me through the Offaly Arts Grants 2024. What various grants are available and what are the specific purposes for each of them? Yeah, okay. So we have three sets of uh, grants or awards that we um, have online at the moment. And the first is called the Arts Acts Grants. And these are basically community-based and they're designed to support Offaly community groups or voluntary arts organisations you know, schools or drama or musical groups, etc. And the um, the types of activities w- which would usually be supported would be hosting of arts events or performances or projects that will take place in 2024. So when we say the arts, we, l- we look across the board. So we're looking at music, literature, film, video, community arts, drama, dance, visual arts, the whole spectrum. And... Um, Really, you know, with the, with the community arts, um, the idea is to try and um, get artists and communities working together and, and de- de- delivering some sort of project or, or some event. So, you know, they can range from um, uh, sort of 
theatre performances or drama or, or even smaller like workshops in schools or uh, with groups, um, you know, so, sort of any any group can apply basically. And the only thing that we would have in maybe with the schools if they apply is that the projects we try to do is um, not curriculum projects, but something that outside that adds adds to their own experiences in terms of arts uh, for the students. So the main main um, criteria is that it has to happen in 2024 and it has to happen in Offaly. And uh, so that that's so those are the Arts Acts grants. Um, and then we have the festival funding, which is festival art grants. And again, you know, this is in recognition of um, our um, appreciation of the growing number of festivals in Offaly, which, which have an art program and all the quality program that goes on. So we are, you know, we're trying to support this uh, vibrant and sustainable arts environment at a local level. And, uh, you know, we also really value the contribution made by a lot of the active voluntary committees in, in helping to develop and sustain, sustain the festivals. So the festival grants, I mean, the main priority is because it's, it's the arts office that it has to have a clear artistic purpose. So it has to have an arts element um, which is quite specific within the within the application, and again, we cover all the art forms, or or it might be multiple art forms within one festival. Um, and uh, you, you know what we don't tend to, um, because again, we, 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 there's a limit on on our own funding, so it is very specific to the arts. So we don't tend to um, fund sort of anything that would have commercial. Um, or profit um, to, to, to a group or, or competitive events. It's all about developing the arts and, and, and enabling arts in the community. And uh, so the types of festivals we have included and we, we, we fund over the years would be the Vintage Week and Arts Festival and the Offline Film Festival and Tullamore International Summer Organ Series and the Birth Festival of Music. So we ourselves, the Arts Office, um, lead out on uh, the Hullabaloo Children's Arts Festival and we work with the Birth Theatre Arts Centre and this year with the Esker Arts. So that was that was brilliant. And then the, the last one is is the Professional Artist Support Scheme. And this is about supporting artists to develop their own practice, to, to be able to create new work. Because, you know, it's very important that we support artists because we need the artists to be able to you know, take part in the festivals and, and all of the events that, that uh, we have in the county. So it's, we need to support them as well. So what we do is we have funding for professional artists and um, it's a, it, the, the type of projects that we would fund in that would be professional development and creating of new work or any projects that might reach out to new audiences. So individual artists or arts group would, would, would apply for those. So it's quite a, a wide gamut in terms of, you know, the, the, the reach on, on, on who we're getting to, etc. And it's amazing to be able to have these grants available for people that are in local arts communities within Offaly. And I mean, I can only imagine 20, 30, maybe plus more years ago, there wouldn't have been as many grants available to people within the arts. No, I mean, the, the grants, they, they, they have developed over the years. And because it, it's a sort of cyclical, because... You know, when with with more arts, there's more people applying for the arts, and therefore, therefore the arts grow themselves. You know what I mean? So, 
each year we, we do have more um, people applying and, you know, um, and that's great to see, actually. So for anyone that's listening that thinks maybe they're interested in applying for one of the grants, where can they find more information and how can they apply? Okay, so um, all the information is on the Offaly County Council Arts Office website. So if you go to um, Offaly, um, www.offaly.ie and you go into the services and find the arts, um, it's all there. So um, you'll find the each of the the uh, the grants, the criteria, and the guidelines that go with them, and how you apply for them. And what sort and, of criteria um, do they have to do they have to hit to, you know, to get one of these? Well, it, it depends. It all they all differ, I suppose, um, in terms of you know, like the the so for the arts acts grants, um, you know, as long it's more about the in, ineligibility that you know you, we 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 don't fund festivals because we have a festivals grant, um, we and we don't do things like website development or or commercial, anything that's commercial or purchasing equipment. Um, so as long as they are fulfilling um, the objectives of the grant, which is, um, you know, basically promoting public interest in the arts and promoting the knowledge, appreciation and practice of the arts, um, they're, they're sort of fulfilling the criteria. And as long as it's happening in this year and it's happening in Offaly. So, um, in terms of the professional artist support schemes, that's a little bit more, um, you know, they'd have um, more complex um, criteria because it's quite competitive. Um, but again, it's it's all based on uh, the proposals they put in, you know, their their experiences and the past experiences that they had, um, that that type of of uh, criteria. And again, the festivals. Um, it, the, the main thing is that they, it has to have it has to be an art festival, or at least has a has a, a good part of the festival is arts, and that's the portion that we would be looking to fund. Um, but again, you know, we're not we can't um, fund commercial festivals or competitive events or symposiums or academic events. So there's there's criteria around that which we say no, this is not it doesn't fit in with our remit. And it's true because it should be about promoting the local art in and around Offaly in the communities. And it's nice to see how it's grown over the years and to be able to have these grants available um, to all of these local groups, I think it's amazing. So if anyone is listening and they want to apply, then definitely head over to the uh, Offaly County Council website and see where you can get more information or anyone in the arts office there I'm sure would be willing to help in any way shape or form to fill out any of the applications. Yeah Yeah. and and just to say that the the Arts Act grants and professional artists uh, the deadline is 22nd January so lots of time to do this and the festival arts scheme is the 19th of February so um, you know there's time to if you've got questions to, to contact us and ask us. Exactly. There is time. Put it in while you're thinking of it and while it's fresh on the head because it's, <laughs> it'll be something that'll be very sought after by a lot of people within Offaly, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Brilliant. Dr. Sally O'Leary, thank you so much for coming on the show and explaining some of the grants to us. And if anyone wants more information, I'm sure they'll all be going your way. Yeah, perfect. All right. Thanks a million for that.
Now, if you want to know what those grants are, it's the Arts Axe Grants, the Festival Arts Scheme and the Professional Artist Support Award. So make sure to head over to awfully.ie or you can talk to anyone in the Offaly County Council like Dr. Sally O'Leary and I'm sure they'd only be willing to help you no problem. Now, um, next on Encore, Athlone Community College have something very, very exciting coming to the Dean Crow Theatre. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore and Athlone Community College is taking their school musical Beauty and the Beast to the Dean Crow Theatre from Tuesday the 21st to Friday the 24th of November and I have some wonderful students join me on the show. I am delighted to have Maeve Murphy and Rory O'Connor who are with the Athlone Community College and they are taking part in Beauty and the Beast, which is, I think, one of the best plays that you can ever put on. Maeve, Rory, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. So, right, Maeve, you're playing the big part. You're playing Belle in Beauty and the Beast. How does that feel when you were picked? What was that moment like when you found out you were the one that was going to be playing Belle on stage? Oh, it was absolutely unreal. I wasn't expecting it at all. And I, like, I love singing, so it's just, it's perfect. Like I was in the chorus of the musical last year, so to go from that to this is, is just amazing. And is this your first time on stage or have you been on stage performing like this before? I haven't had a part quite this big before. I love like theatrics and stuff, but I've never had a part like this. Tell me, what's the one thing that really attracts you to the role of Belle? Well, I think she is very unique. Um, she's not like the other Disney princesses. She's independent and she's quite funny. So I really enjoy like taking on her character and putting my own spin to it. But I think she is one of my very favourite Disney princesses. So I'm very happy that I got that part of it. That's amazing. The fact that you love the character as well just makes it that bit more special. So Rory, tell me, what is it like to play her dad? Uh, it's very it's enjoyable to play her dad because... Last year, I was the lead in the musical last year in Greece. So last year when you're playing a very upbeat kind of teenager, it's nice to have a bit of contrast. So it's kind of to play, have a nice relationship between Belle and her father. And it's just great to have a wide range of uh, ability to play such a different character last year and a character like Maurice this year. And that's just it. So you were Danny last year, was it? No, I wasn't Danny. I was Sonny. So I was a T-bird last year. Oh, amazing. I was one of Danny's best friends, yes. How does it feel going from a, from Greece to something like Beauty and the Beast? Uh, it's very, very different. It, Greece is very upbeat and a lot of dance tracks and it's very well known. And it's very nice to go from Greece to Beauty and the Beast, which is it's a Disney classic and it's, uh, it stretches your vocal range a lot and... It's focused on more of the acting skills. While last year in Greece, it focused on, you could really just be yourself. Or this year you're playing a part and it's focusing much more on your ability and acting and all. So this year, can you tell me why Beauty and the Beast was picked? In Greece last year, it focuses on a lot more of the teenager life. And I think it's very good to contrast and change it up. So everyone knows uh, Beauty and the Beast. It's a Disney classic and it really uh, it's out there for ages from young toddlers all the way up to uh, the older people. Of it's just it's nice to be able to put on a show that 
kids will realise and be like, oh, parents can tell their kids, that's Beauty and the Beast. And it's really suitable for everybody. Do you have any, have you started getting into costumes and that? Well, the costume department has been working very hard and the, there's a girl in my year, for example, who wants to pursue a career in fashion and she was given the opportunity to make Mrs. Potts dress. And since the show was casted, everyone's been working very hard on costumes because, you know, the this musical, you can't really go to pennies and buy like a beast <laughs> costume. It has to be like put together. So it's very everyone's true. been working very hard. And it's it's coming together so well. Like every character you'd be able to point to that and be like, Oh yeah, that's Mrs. Possible, that's the beast. So I think it looks brilliant. And I can't wait to see. And this is all gonna be happening down at the Dean Crow Theatre. So how does it feel to be able to perform this on stage? Oh amazing. It's it's like a dream come true. These are all beloved characters. How has everybody um gotten into playing the characters that they're playing on stage? Well, we're have rehearsals. Uh, most days after school and during lunch and our teachers are helping us trying to get into character but it's also helpful that you can watch the movie Beauty and the Beast and look at other musical productions and take notes and but also putting your own spin on the character is important as well. And what do you hope people take away from your version of Beauty and the Beast? Well I hope that people realise it's a school production and we've worked very hard in it and it's it's just enjoyable like um We've really enjoyed every second of the rehearsing. It's never felt like a chore to go do rehearsing. I've enjoyed every second of it, and the teachers have been truly amazing to give up their free time to do it with us. And I hope that just people take away that, you know, it's a bit of fun and we're just, we're students. And, you know, like we've, we think it's very good anyway, so. Well, it's good. You've you got to have that confidence in yourself to know that the performance you're going to put on is incredible. And I mean, and it will be. So were you, were you always interested in stage and productions like this? Well, when I was younger, I was obviously obsessed with princesses myself. I went to Disneyland. Like, um, I've, always, I've always loved singing, so I'm very happy that I've gotten this opportunity to like, become a princess on the stage. And what about you, Rory? Uh, I wouldn't have said until last year when I did audition for Greece. I wouldn't have never have thought of being on stage, but after the experience of last year and how much fun I had, I couldn't turn down the opportunity of doing another musical this year. And it, was, it, truly, it truly is one of the best experiences I've had in school. Oh, I love that. Now, do you feel with this experience that it's somewhat altered what you want to do when you leave school? Uh, I, it definitely, I've definitely thought about it and uh, I can't really say I've, thought of doing it like in the future I'm still focused on something else but it's definitely something I will take into the future maybe not to pursue in college but definitely maybe join a show or two in the future if ever needed Definitely and it's something you should keep up especially if you have such a passion for it because I know with all local musical groups or singing groups and stuff like that there definitely is something there even if you don't want to pursue it as a career in the future but what about you Maeve? Well, I I just love stage side of things. So I say any given opportunity to be in a show or singing, um, I think I'll take it because it's it's just it's just so much fun and it looks like you escape from what you do in school. Like the for example, this week, like it's just like I'm I'm living a completely different life, but it's it's just very fun and it's so upbeat. 
like the way it looks on a stage is how it feels as well. And that's just it. It's, it's everything you put into it. And is there a video that'll be done of it so that you guys can see what you were like on stage? There will be, yeah. Yeah, a videographer is going to come on the Thursday, I believe. That's amazing. So this is all happening in the Dean Crow Theatre from the Tuesday 21st of November all the way to Friday the 24th of November. How are you going to feel on opening night? What are you looking forward to the most? Maeve, I'll go to you first. Well, I think I'm just feeling a bit nervous. Um, but I think once I get out there and just hear the music playing, I think it'll just be like magical. And just knowing that I've got the whole cast behind me backing me up and teachers backstage you know, like just supporting me and every it's just the cast and the lovely togetherness feel. Everyone supporting each other and you can really see that and feel that on the stage as well. Uh, as Liv said, like there's always going to be the butterflies and the nerves on opening night, but I know from last year's experience, it's once opening night is over and the thrill of seeing everyone stand up and applauding you, you just it really pushes you on and drives you on for the next night and you're excited and you get more excited to perform every night. You don't, you don't want it to end. And as they said, like the cast and everyone around you, it's just, it really is a great atmosphere. And I mean, the one thing I say, I did uh, a school play years, years ago, showing my age, and the thrill and the high that you're on after a show, there's nothing like it. And as you said, the support that you get from everybody there is just amazing. And I'm so excited to see this being performed by you all. Beauty and the Beast, I think, is just one of the best plays. But from the overall experience, from rehearsals to finding out that you were picked to when opening night comes, what has been your favourite moment? Well, I, I know this is a bit of a bad answer, but I've really enjoyed every second of it. Like, obviously, I love going in and seeing my costumes and when they fit, um, just watching the whole thing unfold before me. And, you know, we'd be doing blocks with separate teachers, a few of us, and then we'd put it together and it would make a scene perfectly. And it, I think it's just, it's, it's amazing to see an entire show come together by just students and teachers. And it looks, it looks really good. And like what you said, you get what you put into it. And we've put a lot into this show and we think that it's worthy of what we've done for it. I love that. That's a great answer. That's a very good answer, Maven. Rory, what, from the start to finish, what has been your favourite moment? Like, as I've said, it's, the whole experience has been great, but just that feeling of perfecting a song or putting the scenes together and when you have it all together, you see how brilliant it looks. That feeling of finally achieving it, is, it really is great. And we just hope that when we get on stage, the whole thing just comes together and it really is enjoyable for everybody. And if anyone wants tickets, you can get them at deancrowtheatre.com if they are not all snatched up already. Rory, Maeve, thank you so much for coming on and telling us on about this. I wish you the best of luck for the few days that you have in the Dean Crow Theatre. Not that you'll need it. It sounds absolutely amazing. You'll have the time of your lives. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you very much. The work that each student has put into this production of Beauty and the Beast is worth going and supporting. Big thank you again to Maeve and Rory for coming on. They were absolutely fantastic. So get your tickets at deancrowtheatre.com. And moving from Athlone, our next destination is the Dunamaze Arts Theatre, where an audio theatre piece will be showcased from Sightless Cinema here on Midlands 103. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com 
This is Encore with Shannon Fogarty. And now I have on the show visionary director Kieran Taylor leading the groundbreaking Sightless Cinema Project, which is now celebrating its ninth year. So this collaborative endeavour empowers individuals with sight loss to craft and deliver immersive audio theatre experiences. And it is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre Tuesday the 28th of November. Welcome to the show, Kieran. Thanks a million, Shannon. So talk to me, what is Sightless Cinema and how has it grown over the last nine years? Um, so <clears throat> the concept is, is uh, simple, but um, the idea is I work with groups of blind and visually impaired people to uh, create audio stories. So they're like uh, radio dramas, but we present them in surround sound. So everybody knows, you know, everybody's familiar with the cinema. So we invite you to the cinema, uh, but we ask you to close your eyes or wear a blindfold. We offer them as well. And uh, we, there are no pictures. So all, all the pictures are in your head. So, so people are immersed in a surround sound experience. And um, the, the idea is we gather groups together and we work for a long time and we develop stories and ideas and then we spend a long time recording and editing and we put together, um, you know, a professional production all around it um, for the presentations. And we also do always a, a, a live piece. So there's a live uh, performed audio drama as well where we create all the sound effects live on stage. And this year we have live music as well by um, Steve Wickham, the, the fiddler from the Waterboys. Um, so it's been, it, it started off, you know, we, 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 we developed the idea. I got a commission from the Dunleary Ratdown County Council way back in 2014, um, you know, to, just to work with blind people on, on a, on a, on a theatre project. And uh, it took off from there and people really enjoyed it. The audiences really, really got into it, you know, um, and uh, there was demand. People wanted to carry on, and we we've moved. We and uh, we've I've been running a group in in South Dublin in Tala for uh, about seven years, and and um, just last year I started in Mead, and this year uh, we've moved to Leash. So we had a um, uh, during the pandemic we had a, an online starter course um, sponsored by the. Um, uh, Leach County Council uh, Arts Office and um, the community department there. And uh, we, we managed this year to get funding from the Arts Council uh, to um, to pilot a, a, a group in Duna Mays Arts Centre. And we've had a really great time this year. And the Duna Mays has really embraced us. We have a group of nine uh, people from all around the county who've been coming together every week since last February uh, to create to help be part of this production. And now the, the three groups that I mentioned are all working together on collectively as well. So when, for the first time ever, I think, on stage in Ireland, there's going to be 25 blind people performing uh, if you come to the Duna Maze on the, on the 28th for, for the show, which is called Blind Panic. That's incredible to have 25 people to be performing. And what you've just mentioned, the fact that it, there's, you know, people are going to be blindfolded while they're listening to all of this, just to immerse themselves in it. And their imagination is just going to go with whatever they feel like they can here and I just think it's absolutely amazing what you're doing so talk me through Blind Panic what is the storyline yeah so Blind Panic is sort of the the collective name for the the evening Um, and there are um, five uh, separate plays Uh, and so each each of the three groups in in the three counties have created their own um, recorded audio drama, which is sort of mixed in surround sound. Um, and the theme this year is 
sort of thrillers and, and horror or, 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 or ghost stories. And um, there's nothing too shocking in there, but uh, but it's, it's sort of that in that zone of the thrillers and hauntings and so on. Um, so uh, the Leash Group, for instance, have created a, a play called The Visitor, where um, this young woman has bought a house um, um, and she got it cheap and she, she wasn't quite sure why it was on the market for a while but um, it turns out that it's uh, they're, 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 it's haunted so she starts to um, um, see things in the house and things go strange and one night she arrives home with the cin- from the cinema with her aunt and um, things take a turn for the worst uh, in the house so um, we, you know we're having fun with that genre of you know the uh, the, the haunted house um, and the the other plays like um, there's another play called Ash, which is done by the Mead Group, and that's uh, set in an old country lodge uh, guest house that's sort of failing, and they're offering uh, retreats to people um, to disconnect and reconnect. And uh, one of the owners um, doesn't really like having guests, so he tries to scare them, you know, in the creepy old house. But in fact, then um, uh, an old uh, story from the history of the house sort of comes back to uh, to, to ha- haunt him, and um, things things go um, things go pretty crazy during the night. It's a big, it's a stormy night, so you can imagine it's um, there's, there's lots of great sound in there as well, um, and. Uh, the play from the the third group is called uh, "The Horse and No Jockey," and this is a sort of a comedy version of a, of a, of a of a thriller. So, um, uh, on a blind weekend away, a blind group on a weekend away in a in a hotel in the Midlands, um, one of them goes missing, and they're searching for her all over the place. And there's lots of fun and shenanigans. So there, we have the team of blindness in there, and there's you know. Um, Blind people like to laugh as well at, 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 at you know the things that can go wrong and and so on um, and the, the, the scrapes that they can get into and uh, there's lots of that sort of fun in there as well. Now, just to give people then, at home a sort of introduction as to what they might ha- might be listening to, not he- not see. I have a short clip that you've given me here, and so I'm just going to play it right now for everyone. Yeah. I g- where did you come from? Welcome to Glendorf Lodge. He has an ex, Maury. Would you relax, Kevin? This man obviously works here. Just chopping logs for the fire. Oh, do you know there's a giant S tree that's fallen down by the gate? I wouldn't touch it. Bad luck, that tree. Martin's tree. You wouldn't have the number of a local mechanic, would you? My husband here is Rector Engine. Maury, no. I do. Grace. Can you give him a ring to come out? Because my husband is useless with mechanics. No. What? Storm coming. He won't come out in that. Now, I have to admit, the sound effects in that is absolutely brilliant. And if that's just from one clip, I can only imagine what it would be like on the actual night. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, that character with the axe is Francie. So he's the he's the dodgy owner of the of the guest house. So uh, and you can see that the car is broken down. So they're sort of trapped there as well, you know. So uh, yeah, that's all. That's that's at the start of the of the play Ash. And so there are two couples. There's this bickering couple there, Kevin and and Maureen. And then there's the two um, very much in love, uh, Fiona and Fiona. They arrive and they're hoping for a romantic weekend. And of course, things don't go go to plan. On that. <laughs> the storylines behind these are actually brilliant and the fact that the groups have come up with these themselves I think just puts that much more into it and I think is really sweet. So from what you've performed, what has the audience taken away from plays like this? 
Yeah, I, I, it's, I'm, I, I'm always amazed. People, people really get into it, and um, it's, it's. People always say it's, it's impossible to imagine until you go along. So I really encourage people to go and experience it, because, um, you know, you might listen to the radio, or, or, or um, and, and even if you, if you ever listen to radio plays, but you're usually doing something else. You're usually cooking in the kitchen, or you know, at home, or driving the car, or whatever. You listen to the radio, but this is imagine that a group. You know, every, the audience gets together and they close their eyes for you know over an hour um, and they start to really get into their imagination I suppose it's like if you really get into a good book you know and you, you're, you're picturing everything yourself but this is all being presented for you and uh, unlike when there is a picture on the screen like the sound is it's sort of all around so you feel like you're in, the, you're in the middle of the action really as well and then so obviously then people have a lot to talk about afterwards because they'll all have imagined things slightly differently. They were saying, oh, what did you, what did you think, you know, what happened there and so on. Um, but we find people sort of get into a trance, you know, as well, because they, they, they get so caught up in just in, in uh, listening to the stories. So, we, you know, when we started this off, we weren't sure how it would go and the audience response is so good. And each time um, we've really had a, had a, a great response from the audience. And I suppose there are there's some elements in there as well where there's there's blind people's experience as well of the world and um, the, the the final live show that we're going to do um, on on the 28th is called um, Are You Blind or What? <laughs> and it's sort of like yeah, it's sort of what happens to um, a blind person when they leave their their front door, you know? Um, so it's a sort of a collective. Um, it, it's sort of a, a play that sort of takes us through a collective experience and there's sort of music and lots of live sound effects going through it so we have like a, a, a door on stage when somebody opens the door it's a real door and there's keys and there's somebody bangs their head off a pole you know and they, oh, they get wow. a bang and um, and, and uh, so there's lots of, lots, of, lots of fun in it as well but it's, it is about the real experiences and there's a whole range of experiences like and there's a whole range of different types of sight loss so some people like are fully blind some would have a little bit of sight in different ways and be able to but the the main the big the big theme that comes out is you know we all t- when we're going somewhere most of us we think what are we going to do when we get there but if you're blind getting there is is an adventure in itself exactly. you know you, you have to yeah, you have to plan, you have to know where you're going and things can go wrong. You, you end up in the wrong direction or it's raining or um, uh, and and we have lots of that sort of, that's the, the panic that's in there, you know, that sometimes it can get to a point where it's like, you know, where am I? You know, if you get lost or somebody somebody points in the wrong direction or, or, or you're running for a train and, and all that. So we, we're, we're bringing in that, that sort of uh, some of that experience from daily life, but it's in it's in a very lively sort of presentation, and and there's it's lots of little stories in there, and and some and some sort of you know negative stories as well. It's you know the p- things that people encounter, you know, um, the the, uh, the prejudice in that as well. But um, yeah, but it's 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 generally a, it's sort of a hopeful thing because the big thing is to keep going, you know. So people um, who who lose their sight, you know, um, the big thing is like to try and adjust get back on their feet and, and get out there. And, and that's what this project is, is, you know, a big part of it, a big payoff really is that, you know, pe- um, you know people who are blind are, get, are getting to be involved in the arts to create yeah. something and that's entertaining um, for other people. 
And so what's really great is that blind people and sighted people can come to this show and on the same level playing field. So, you know, if a, if a blind person goes to the theatre or the cinema, they're usually listening to an audio description in their ear um, and there's no need for that here. So, you know, blind and sighted can sort of share the same cultural experience, the same cinema experience together. Really. That's so true. And I'm so sorry we're just out of time on the show now, but thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it and I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, it's in the Duna Maze on the 28th of, of November. So tickets can be got from dunamaze.ie. It is worth the experience, so make sure you go and get your tickets for that. That's all the time we have on Encore this evening. Thank you so much to all of my guests that came on and for you for listening. Remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews that t- took place, you can get them on a podcast on midlands103.com tomorrow. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's been happening in the arts in Leash, Offley and Westmeath. And remember, if you want to be included on the show email me encore at midlands103.com stay with us though as joe cooney is up just after the eight o'clock news with country roads have a great weekend and i'll be back to chat to you next thursday encore on midlands 103 your arts and entertainment for the midlands with the dean crow theater and arts center athlone imagine the possibilities deancrowtheater.com